Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we got the whole crew here this week. Everybody say hey. What up? Howdy. Um, we're going to start this week with the uh, CFP, and unlike uh, what everybody thinks we would talk about with just this way this format is being looked at, um, we're going to look at a if we could change the format to anything you want. College football is just a clean slate. You got the teams the team are playing great. What format would you give? And Chris, I'm going to start with you. So mine comes with the caveat because I think my way, they're going to have to figure out a way to balance the conferences because right now there's a mass exodus of teams leaving their conference to come to the SEC and other conferences. Um, But what I think would be the most objective and work best would, despite any losses, despite history, I think they should just take um, power five. They should extend it to six teams. I think six teams is perfect and do the championships of the power five conferences. So there's no room for interpretation and then the best out of power five team, which is usually relatively clear of what team deserves it. Like this year being Cincinnati, um, there might be issues. You won't see a, you won't see two sec teams. Some people might be happy about that. Um, you might not see the best teams might not always be in it, but at the end of the day, win your conference. I mean, what's your excuse? Okay. Win the win, win the chip in your conference, and you're in. So I like that just because it leaves nothing up for interpretation, with an exception of the one six seed coming in from outside the Power Five. But that tends to be pretty clear each year, of kind of a team with a weaker schedule that goes undefeated. So that's All my right. preferred way. All right, uh, Dylan, do you have any change you would do that? I mean, honestly, I, I I don't mind doing the six. I think 12, in my opinion, is too big. I think that's a huge expansion. Um, I think uh, I think they need to – like, if you want to get to 12, I think it's a process of going from from four to six to, to eight to 12 or uh, doing a kind of a gradual increase rather than just four to 12, like uh, a huge increase. Honestly, I think they could do four fine if you just kick the CFP selection committee out because they're all stupid and they don't know what they're doing. Like, I know we're not talking about the the top five. We're talking about what we would do. But, like, let's be honest. This top seven or whatever they have, absolute garbage. You could poke holes in every single, almost every single one. I think it was terrible. Not Georgia. Not Georgia. Georgia excluded. <laughs> all right. Uh, Josh, do you have anything you want to add with this? Yeah, so I think I think Chris's idea is interesting. Um, I think my two potential issues with that would be, okay, this year it would theoretically be helpful that the undefeated team also beat Notre Dame. But I think the one issue you could run into is an undefeated group of five team that doesn't play Notre Dame. And then Notre Dame is, you know, has one loss but played a stronger schedule because of them being independent. And then actually, the they're part of the ACC team. now. No, they're for not. Football. It was just for a year. It was just a. It was just for a year. It was for COVID. Yep. It was for COVID. Yeah. So now they they're still independent. Um. So I mean, and you would think that Cincinnati would be ahead of them because the head to head, unless you know the head to head doesn't actually matter, you know. 
We don't really know how that goes. But I think that could be the issue with six teams as well as six teams. You would have to have two teams having a bye. How do you decide that very easily? Um, Why would you need – oh, no, that's – I mean, and my, but for that, I think it could easily – I mean, let's be real. And this is easy for us to say, SEC champ, Big Ten champ, first round bye. That, that was one of my ideas. My, my three main ideas, um, you know, leave it as it is because, Frank, quite frankly, this is my favorite time of the year because nothing makes me feel smarter than seeing that list come out last night and thinking, man, these are a bunch of imbeciles. Uh, so that, that's encouraging to me. I enjoy that. But, um, no, I think we could possibly just do Big Ten champ, SEC champ, and not even have to do anything else. But I, I think the most – logical would be an eight team playoff um you have the five group of five or five power five conference champions one group of five and then best of the rest have a couple of at-large bids you know possibly like an alabama or like if georgia loses to alabama in the championship maybe they should still get in so i the only thing that like with with having a, a set six or set eight and doing what um, doing what what you guys are suggesting is that they would have to commit themselves to saying only one Big Ten, only one SEC, only whatever, and they just aren't going to do that. Like, if there was any year for a non-Power 5 team like a Cincinnati to get in and be in the top four currently, it's right now, and they still refuse to do it. I think, you know, if the parameters were set that way, I don't think they'd have a choice. But they're not that, going to. They're not well, going to. That's the but thing. This, this would also be good for viewership because you're going to fire up rivalries since it's just conference champ. So rivalries are going to come back. There's going to be pride within your conference rooting for a team in the college football playoffs. I think it's just an overall good new viewership, competition, objectiveness. I think... I just think it works best. Let's make one super conference and then start having like relegation, kind of like the European soccer, where if they don't do well enough, they get kicked out. Cause then you don't have like an SEC with Vanderbilt. Like what the heck? Uh, you know, big 12 with Kansas pac 12 with half of their teams, uh, you know, big 10 with Nebraska, you know, and then you just, you know, keep like, if you don't make it a certain amount, boom, you get dropped out. New team gets in. Super conference. Yeah, I think the only, like, like no matter how big we go, if you go six, you go eight, you go 10, you go 12, there's always going to be a team that we're talking about. They should have gotten in. They should have gotten in. They were left out. They whatever. You're, oh, we're always going to have that. It, the, the problem is the committee. The committee's stupid. They don't – the thing is, is that each year it seems like the – uh, the checklist moves like we value this this year we value undefeated conference champions this year next year we value strength of schedule next year we value this it's not like hey these are the six things we value if you hit these you're going to be ranked high it's like ah like I kind of think Oregon should be higher like oh I think Ohio State might be high. Like, that's what it seems like because they don't have a consistent schedule or a consistent qualifying list. Every year it's we value this. And then next year it's like, oh, well, we don't value that as high this year. We value this higher this year. Like, it's stupid. That's why the goal moving forward. 
That's why the goal moving forward needs to be objectiveness. Yeah. Well, they need to say these are our qualifications for being here, and they won't because then they get held to a box. So when they make a stupid choice, they can they're going to get held they, accountable. If they don't have if they don't have a list, they can't get held accountable because then they just move the post of what they're looking for that year. True, That's all they, they have they, to do. I think you're right, but they they still get held accountable because I mean, like, look at the conversations that have come no, out. They don't. Well, not like not in the sense of overall, but. When you're talking, like you're talking about it now, Cincinnati being, you know, kept out of the bunch because of the conference of the committee changing their rules in a sense, it's still being talked about. It's just not being held for them. Yeah, it's but- still being talked about, but they're not being held accountable. Is saying, okay, Cincinnati, you're now four. True. Being yeah. held accountable isn't. Oh well, we're talking about it, but the, the committee still doesn't care. Because right. next year they're they're gonna make their choices. The next year they're gonna come back, do it again, and then do it again, and no one's gonna care because you can't do anything. It's just stupid. The committee is needs to say these are the things we value, and this is what we're gonna do. This is yeah. how we judge it, and they won't. They just refuse to. Well, I, I know this is I tr- I, Dylan, I know this is sensitive for you. I know it, it, it bugs you. I'm not even a Cincinnati fan. I just hate the I know. committee. Like I really I know. Are. <laughs> You so are. I have right now, now I have become a fan just because of are, how much yes. I hate the committee. <laughs> so now we're going to give an open floor forum because uh in last week's episode, if you guys listened to it, um there was a uh a demand of if the Denver Broncos beat the Dallas Cowboys, Chris Knocken would love to just discuss that game. So I'm going to open the floor for the next couple minutes and let Chris just have at it. I know he's been stewing and thinking about this since Sunday night. You know, Ty, thank you. I just want to start off by um, saying that, well, defense wins championships. Um, the Cowboys as a whole are a group of losers. Um, how Cowboys fans make pitiful excuses for why their team loses um golly whether it's mike mccarthy's fault we were out coached that game that's what happened you know yeah thank you so josh just commented it's the coach i mean that's what we just (laughs) said last game they were out coached are you telling me that you hired someone to be out coached by vic fangio are you are you for real Denver's coach, the guy who's been on the hot seat for the last two years, you're going to tell me that you were outcoached by Vic Fangio. Did he just save his job there, Chris, for in Denver? God, I hope not. <laughs> but if it takes beating Dallas, you know, if beating Dallas means keeping a coach I don't like, I'm keeping the coach I don't like. Forget Dallas. I wouldn't say that about any other team. I'd be like, yeah, lose to that team. No, screw Dallas. Do you guys want to hear something uh, kind of interesting? Sure, yeah, go for it. Dylan, when were you born? Just curious. 1998. 1998. Did you know since you've been alive, the Cowboys have never beaten Denver? No, that's an interesting fact. How many many games straight? Seven straight games. Dallas, I mean, Denver's got your number, baby. I mean, Dak Prescott, you know, guys, if he's hurt, we're going to protect him. 
unless we're down 30 to zero and we need to make up some garbage points so this loss doesn't look as bad, then we're going to keep Dak in and go for it anyways, just because, you know, we're Dallas and we have to protect our pride that we're America's team, although you're America's dumpster. And let me just cover one uh, one thing I saw floating around on Facebook. Our, the Cowboys' left tackle was hurt, which is why Jonathan Cooper, our seventh-round pick, tore him up. Do, do, do you want me to list off the injuries? I mean, I'm not going to – this is – Josh Holcomb, this this does not apply to him. He – after the game, except the whole out-coaching remark, to say that your team got out-coached by Vic Fangio is wrong. No, your team just got beat. It got slapped. It lost. It was It was pitiful. C.D. Lamb had nine targets and two catches. That's your best receiver? He was being covered by Kyle Fuller and then Patrick Sertan, a rookie. Just imagine saying your high-powered offense got shut down by a bunch of replacements because we're dealing Alexander Johnson out, Josie Jewell out, Malik Reed out, um, Bryce Callahan, IR, just lost to Von Miller, missing our nose tackle per cell. And then you want to talk about your injured offensive lineman? Okay, we're missing Dalton Reisner, one guard. We are missing um, Glasgow, two guards. We are, we missed uh, Garrett Bowles that game, our left tackle. During that game, our backup tackle got hurt, and we had to put in our third string tackle. Talk to me about injuries. And then get slapped 30-0. to zero. The Cowboys are losers. You were six and one. Now you're six and two. Your defensive player that your Trayvon Diggs is nothing more than a liability who might get a touchdown every once in a while. He got burnt by Tim Patrick. Key holding call to let Denver score another touchdown. I'm just saying, the Cowboys are a bunch of losers. And they, they and let's let's move away from the Cowboys. My Broncos. The no-fly zone is back. I don't know if it ever left, but it's definitely back. Because quarterbacks, we, we think of QBR. There's a newer QBR going around where the max is 100, correct? Dylan, you would know that better than anyone here. Yeah, that's the total QBR. The QBR you're you're about to refer to is the quarterback rating, like the uh, like the old the old 153 scale on the quarterback rating. Yes, so a quarterback, the, Q, the, the quarterback rating, yes, it goes up to 158.3. Do you know what Denver's holding quarterbacks to this season? 85. The no-fly zone's back. Dak Prescott, Mr. MVP, Mr. Statpatter, solid 73. And it probably would have been a 20 if they weren't padding stats against a backup defense at the end of the game losing 30-0. So... Are y'all still them boys? I'm just curious, cause I, I I'm just I, I'm waiting. I, I'm if the Falcons tie, you need to make me a promise. You you don't get heated. You don't get excited. You don't you. I, I don't, don't. I don't get heated really. No, you're you right. don't get animated. But I'll if be the animated. Falcons, if the Falcons beat the Cowboys this coming Sundays, this Sunday, not Sundays, and they lose to Denver and the Falcons back to back. I'm going to need you to go off and carry the torch. I got you, Chris. I got you. You, you got I it? Think, All right. I got so you. I'm, I'm going to make this QBR note real quick. So apparently in the box scores, they labeled the, what you referred to as the 73.9 as now a, just RTG rating. And then the actual new total QBR that they rate, Dak Prescott for this week, for this past week, a 24.1 out of 100. And that's, that is including the stat padding two touchdowns at the end of the game. Yes. 
Okay, and the six minutes left, he didn't have half of those yards and two of those touchdowns. Who them boys? I I I I don't know. I mean, you almost got your first shutout in your new stadium from a couple years back. This was the worst beatdown you guys have taken. And if I do remember right, the last time we played you guys, it was also a more than two score beatdown. Carry on, Cowboys. Enjoy your losing ways. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to come back and do uh, some other talks about the NFL. Be right back. Hey, guys, we're back. Um, And we're going to go into the weekly recap like we always do after the break. Uh, But we're going to start talking about, you know, this week had OBJ got – Released by the Browns, and then as of today, he is released from his waivers. He is a free agent for the first time in his career. There's a lot of talks of where he should go. He does say he wants to play for a contender. Um, a lot of voices in, in sports media is saying that he needs to play for a great quarterback. The latest uh, talks are there are three teams. That's the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, and the New Orleans Saints. So now, you're telling me he's not considering Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, but you know what? I'll say this. I don't want him in the NFC South either. So I really I, don't want I, him in and, New Orleans. And I will also say this. If he's looking for a great quarterback, he's not going to New Orleans. No. So I I, I, I don't even see New Orleans as a contender right now. I'm not going to lie. It's it's a possibility, <laughs> but, but you, Tampa Bay's got that, that division done. We, I, I think at this point in time, we honestly do have to question, is Kansas City a contender? I will agree with that. I, I think the great quarterback play he would have, but I don't know if Kansas City's going to be – their defensive issues or could cause them not to really be a contender this year. What so quarterback that leaves, are you watching for Kansas City that's great right now? All right, he's having a slump, but, you know, he is still a great quarterback. He has proven that already. So does that just leave really he the has one team? He completed more passes this year to the other team than any other year in his career. So yeah, those are completed but, passes. But they're completed. Yes, to they're the completions. That's pretty impressive. Hey, so. if we're talking about that, Jameis Winston, greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> he threw so many touchdown passes that year. Half of them so, so game, many. But. So we're <laughs> – so we're basically saying right now, is this across the board that everybody thinks that Green Bay is probably the best fit for OBJ? Depends on whether so. or not he's been immunized. Immunized? I like the immunized. Uh, I, I think I think Green Bay is the, easily the best fit out of those remaining teams. I think, like, Kansas City, it gives them an element. But, like, they've had decent – so don't hear me wrong. OBJ is better than a Sammy Watkins and a Michael Hardman, all those guys. But those guys aren't scrubs. And so they've had those guys that are there, and they haven't utilized them well. So putting OBJ there, what is he really going to do for you? Like, And so putting putting, giving Aaron Rodgers another weapon outside of Devontae Adams on the other side, which everyone has been screaming for for, for however long that Aaron Rodgers is the Rogers. second weapon. I need another weapon. I need another weapon. I need another weapon. OBJ is here on a silver freaking platter. Like, if and you're think- really about wanting to win the Super Bowl and you're really wanting to push the chips in and try to keep Aaron there, you go get OBJ. 
and you'll make it work because they make Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Alan Lazard work in their system. OBJ is better than both of those. He's a deep threat, and he can run every route in the route tree. Like, yeah, and, you can line him up anywhere. I agree. And you're going to open up Devontae Adams. Yeah. If Green Bay wants to keep Aaron Rodgers, they back him during this whole vaccine situation, whether they agree with him or not. Yeah. And they bring they, him OBJ. They accepted that fine without any complaints. I mean, I like the OBJ to Green Bay in the sense that, like Dylan, you were saying, you know, it, it gives him another person with Devontae. You can't double team both of them. So you have now opened it up. It opens up Aaron Jones. I mean, Tanya, even, you know, he's not doing great this year, but if you've got to cover all for the season. Oh, that's right. I apologize. I forgot about that. I so that about opens that. up targets for OBJ right there. Yep. So I, I guess you know, the consensus on, on this panel is OBJ Chris, to Green Bay. Not with Chris. Oh, not I see Chris me. shaking the head. Okay, Chris, where you are you seeing? Denver. God, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 please no. Um, Here's the reason. Is Odell Beckham a diva? Absolutely. Yeah. You, yeah. There's no, no argument there. I'm, I'm thinking in the head of the Packers. If here's the thing, if Aaron Rodgers leaves this off season, they're, they're rebuilding. And if that team doesn't succeed, like their team's going to like, you don't want to bring Odell Beckham into that situation. Cause Odell's going to leave. I think if, if I'm the Packers, I think you should start preparing <laughs> for Aaron Rodgers to leave. Cause I, if they don't, I, if they don't win a Super Bowl, he's gone. If they win a Super Bowl, he still might be gone. Um, so I think, and then I look at the Saints. They already have Michael Thomas. They don't need another receiver who's when? might Since play when? or might not. Yeah, exactly. I was to say he could be gone next season too. Um, I think he's got to play guys, first. You guys told me that the Seahawks have been ruled out. I didn't hear about that until you guys explained it. So. I think the Chiefs would be the best fit. Dylan, I hear what you say about them not utilizing their second target well with Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hardman, I mean, Demarcus Robinson, all of those guys. But the, I feel like the reason for that is all those guys generally do the same thing. They're speedsters, and that's really what they do. And like you said, for like how you would compliment Devontae Adams, you're putting another guy who's a legitimate route runner. And I think if he goes there... I think you're going to see McCall Hardman really only come in for trick plays. Demarcus Robinson will probably be gone. Um, I think it would give the Chiefs offense the stability they need to have two solid receivers opening up Travis Kelsey. I would hate to see it happen because I think they'd be it would be a perfect fit. Um, but I see the best move for Odell as far as just, I guess, maximizing his uh, – capabilities i think it's kansas city as much as i would hate it so i think just going back to why i think green bay more odell going to kansas city he's going to be what the third target is that really what odell wants oh you're talking about behind travis kelsey yep yeah but here's the thing but okay i hear i hear that but if you're the chiefs and whether odell likes it or not he's not going to be a number one option period like he, no, he but you're number to, two in, in Green Bay. I, 
I agree. You're, and I still think he's number two in Kansas City. He, he was City. definitely in number two in Cleveland as well, but that's more because oh, he's doo-doo. But... Oh, I thought you were talking about another little <laughs> scandal, but we're going to move past that. Um, oh, but I mean, no, I was but not I mean, even going there. So, oh, so God. Tell, tell me this. Like, are you but... – how are you going to tell me he's the second option in Kansas City? Are you going to are you going to tell me Tyreek Hill? So are you throwing it to Tyreek Hill or or OBJ? Are you throwing it to Travis Kelsey or OBJ? The answer is Tyreek Hill, OBJ, or Travis Kelsey, then OBJ. He's the third option. In Green Bay, he's the second option. All right, Josh, I'm going to go. I'll let you yeah, go. So I, here's I, my I thing about why I think he should go to Green Bay. One, we have seen throughout the history – that Aaron Rodgers can support two wide receivers. Like, we we saw that. When Randall Cobb was technically the second wide receiver, but he played great um, because Jordy he also Nelson had Jordy was, Nelson. Yeah. And, and both of those guys were route runners who could improvise. What is Odell? He is a route runner who can improvise. Now, if he goes to who Green Bay – also loses this cool really easily, but in his head case. But oh. if he goes to Green Bay – on a one-year deal, then he has a chance to compete for a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. A one-year commitment means if Aaron Rodgers does not come back, he can go elsewhere. A one-year commitment means he is a free agent again after this year and might be able to go somewhere else if he so desires. And so I just think going up there, being the number two wide receiver to Devontae Adams with a guy who has proven he can support two wide receivers – with a team that is looking like, heck, if I was watching and I just saw the Packers almost beat the Chiefs with Jordan Love as quarterback, I'm saying, oh, that looks like a more contender of a team than the Chiefs. And so go up there, one year deal, see what and happens. Name me, name me a star wide receiver that is not a diva. One of those top names is Antonio Brown. You gave him a legit quarterback in Tom Brady. Who's heard of Pete from Antonio Brown since he's been in Tampa? Nobody. That's true. Because once you, because Odell Beckham's juniors quarterbacks have been Eli Manning at the end of his career and Baker Mayfield. I love Baker, and but they just couldn't click. And and you give him Aaron Rodgers, maybe the most talented quarterback to ever walk the earth, like. Uh, I don't know. I I mean I I I I hear you. I wouldn't be shocked with the Packers. I think um, the one thing, Chris, that supports going to the Chiefs instead is going to Andy Reid's offense, Andy Reid slash Eric Bieniemy's offense, rather than Matt LaFleur's. Well, that and well, and again, a lot of it comes down to, you mentioned it in your explanation as the one-year deal. It also has a lot to do with what Odell Beckham's looking for. If Odell Beckham is looking for a multi-year deal, the Packers aren't the team. He's not. He's only so, looking no, no. for one year. Yeah, and he the kicker is, is yeah, and, and Chris, let okay. me tell you this: it's he's owed seven point two million dollars, but Cleveland has to pick up four point two of that. So whatever team picks him up, so they're only paying for three million dollars for the rest of the season. See, no, that, no, that... no. It's only no. He he was owed that if they claimed him on waivers. Now, right now, they're offering everyone's offering him essentially a veteran minimum, a one year vet minimum, which is about two million dollars. Okay, uh, and so. One or two million dollars. Uh, and so 
that yeah, it's a one year deal flat across the board is where he's and not even he wants to he wants to re-enter free agency after the season's over. And it's not even that, a one year deal, it's the end of the season. So it's ten games. It, it's, or eight, it's eight games. Year, but it's a it's one year. Yeah. But I mean no, that that and that that way I could see the Packers because the Packers have that option to completely opt out if he is a head case, and it's the last two are off for Rodgers. Yeah. So I hear that. Um, could he will he end up in Kansas City next year? Well, Kansas <laughs> I mean, City's Kansas City's problem isn't they need another receiver. Their problem is they refuse to run the ball. Well, like, that and they, they refuse to and they refuse to build the defense. Yeah, I was gonna say unless you're signing OBJ to play corner, um, or safety because opposite opposite Matthew trash can right now. All right, well, we'll just kind of keep our eyes on where OBJ lands. We'll probably hear about it this week. Uh, we're gonna go next into our uh, playoff. Quick, quick, quick oh. note: uh, OBJ did say that he's gonna take time, so he's gonna is he's not gonna come up with a decision for the next few days. Yeah, I figure it's going to be after the know Sunday. Does he A-Rod is not going to be back for this game and he's not even bothering reporting for that because I'm not really wanting to play with Jordan Love? Yeah, I wouldn't either, no. He's used to having passes miss him in Cleveland. He doesn't need that junk in Green Bay, too. And especially to walk in the door that way. So, I all right. as well, but let's be honest. Next topic we're going to do is uh, we're halfway, we're a little over halfway through the season in the NFL. And the, the races are pretty tight across the board in most of the divisions. Most of the divisions. Don't give me that eyes, Josh. Got the AFC West at all teams are five and three or five and four. You've got. You've got the the besides the, you know, the AFC North six and two Baltimore. And then the rest of the teams are five and three, five and four. And then you've got, you know, I mean, granted, you do have teams like the the, the Packers in the NFC North that are seven and two, and the next team is three and five. But the question I got for you, and I'm going to start out with dealing with you, what teams do you see sneaking in to win the division, and even sneaking into the wild card right now? Uh, so one team that I think is way better than their record. Uh, I, there are two teams that I think are. We talked a little bit about Indy. I'm not going to mention Indy. I'm going to kind of leave them because with their down the stretch schedule, I th- I love Indy. My my love for Carson Wentz is rec- recorded everywhere. Love suspect. Absolutely, absolutely love Carson Wentz. Um, I was I was a huge Colts fan last week at the Colts uh, Jets game. I was loving it, uh, but. I'm not going to talk about them. The team that I think is way better than their record is the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings and Chris not doing your little head thing. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings have lost to the Bengals in overtime on a, on a field goal. They lost to the Cardinals by one point. They beat Seattle by two, by two scores. They lost to Cleveland by a touchdown. They lost to Carolina in overtime. You, they you lost to one. Dallas. Dylan, you skipped one. They beat Detroit by two points. Okay. Oh, well, I'm talking about their losses. Oh, sorry. And they, and, they, and they lost to Baltimore in overtime on a field goal. They have four or five games. They have, what, three overtime games that they've lost all. 
they've 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 lost three overtime games, and they've been in every single game. So their their team is a lot better. They missed Alvin Cook for a couple games. Alexander Madison filled in fine, but he's not Dalvin Cook. Um, and their defense has started to catch stride. I mean, they they played uh, Baltimore pretty well. I think this week, not crazy good, but they they played them pretty well. So I think the Minnesota, if a teams could win the wild, get into the wild card, it's definitely, in my opinion, Minnesota's the team because you look at the teams right in front of them. Uh, you look at a team like New Orleans who just lost their quarterback. You look at a team like Atlanta. Let's let's be honest. Uh, Atlanta ain't nothing. So, like, and the Carolina Panthers just lost Sam Darnold for four weeks. I trust Kirk Cousins more than I trust. Might, might that, that I trust. I trust Kirk Cousins more than I trust Trevor Simeon, PJ Walker, uh, and uh, and uh, Matt Ryan with the rest of the team around him. So I will have to say this though: you're telling me that you think Minnesota is going to take the, the other wild card spot, either against I don't know, the Rams or have one of them. I guarantee you that. But you've got Seattle, who just got Russell Wilson, or is just getting Russell Wilson back, who will play better. But look at their division. Their division is <laughs> devout, will devour each other. Like, that is what they're doing. Okay. All right. Josh, you got anything you want to add to this? I mean, he says the Vikings are better than their record. But, like, when you're three and five, I don't think it's too much too hard to be better than that record. Um, they could easily be five and three or six and two. Yeah, or they could be two and – wait, five and – they're three and five? Yes, yeah, so they could be two and six with a loss to the Detroit Lions. Like, if we want to play that game, um, that, that can go either way. I If I'm picking a sneaky team – like, I don't know how sneaky it is because they're only one game back in their uh, division – and I know Chris is going to love this and hop on board with it as well, but like, man, I hate that the new England Patriots are looking as good as the new England Patriots are like, I hate that. I do. Um, it makes me mad to my core. Like I don't want to see them do well, you know, but it hurts me about as much as Brian Burns ankle hurts. Um, so <laughs> Mac Jones just, twisting it in there but um yeah. <laughs> no i i i think the patriots look really good right now we're talking okay. about a sneaky team that bill belichick defense one of the best quarterback seasons ever in mac jones in college last year comes in and steps in that's that's a sneaky team okay well Fine. i don't know dylan let's go back to when we were picking our you know uh what we were going through each division before the start of the season and where did you have New England ranking in their division, Dylan? I do not think you said second. Second. I don't think I would have. Had, I don't think I. I don't think I'll have Miami higher. I think you may have had Miami higher. I'll double Some, check. Somebody did. I'll double check. I think okay. that might have been Chris. I'll be honest with you. Well, I think I may have had – I had all three of the teams no. up there with the Jets coming in last. But, no, a lot of people I'll, have I, counted definitely, that. I definitely, had the, I, I, I definitely had the Patriots first. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, do you right. need to take a trash team and try to make a pretty poor case for why they're going to be better? I don't know. I thought we were going sneaky team, not trash team that we're going to go out on a limb for. 
Well, the, the object is sneaky, not like a team that's already good and like is in, in contention. All right. So, Chris, who do you have as your sneaky team? I mean, who do you have as that team that's they're right there in the quick, middle according there? According to my notes, the uh, Patriots second. <laughs> so, who do you have as a Eat team that. that's in that five and four, three and five, apparently? That can be a wild card, make this last seven game push and be in the wild card. Man, it, it's it's scary to choose any AFC team because the AFC is so much more well rounded than the NFC this year. The NFC's got some like big teams, but I mean the Falcons are in the wild card spot. I like it. I didn't get I mean, to stay there. I didn't get to stay there. I know that, but I like it. But then the drop-off, I mean, they got – they have two teams above 500 outside of division leaders. Mm-hmm. Outside of division leaders, the AFC has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Like, as of now, the AFC has been much more competitive this year. But with that being said, I still have to take the Colts. And I know their strength of schedule is tough, but – I feel like I said it at the beginning of this year and I stand by it. I think they're one of the most different. I mean, I, I can't say the most cause they're not, but they are one of the most well-rounded teams in the NFL. They can run the ball. Carson Wentz is starting to turn the ball over less. Um, he's passing the ball significantly better. Michael Pittman's coming into his own um, and their defense has always been good for the most part. Um, I just think the Colts are a team that could slide in. I mean, realistically, they're one game out. Um, So I don't think it'd be that difficult. And though the Tennessee Titans have a big lead, I honestly expect a huge drop-off from the Titans coming soon. Very soon. So is that only because is that only because Derrick Henry's out? And you don't like and you're not a fan of Tannehill? It's not that I'm not a fan of him, he's just not good. Like I don't, I I like Tannehill in Miami, but to call him a good quarterback, I at this point, I would say it's just incorrect. Um, but to each their own. I know Dylan really likes Tannehill, and he'll always disagree with me. Um, but the Tennessee Titans without Derrick Henry, I mean, realistic, they would have lost last game if it wasn't for back to back. <laughs> I'm gonna say back to back defensive touchdowns because one was a touchdown and one left him on like the six. So, I mean, I, right. I like the Colts. I like the Colts as my surprise team. All right, I'm I'm going to throw a team in there that it kind of has a, has to prove themselves this year. The quarterback has to do something now. The rest of the season, make himself like it's it's not about it wasn't about the it wasn't about the issues or it, he's a good quarterback. He's going to do this, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield has to make the playoffs for this team to be around him for a long period of time. Um, I think, you know, the whole OBJ issue has caused, like, I don't want to say turmoil because it's not, because nobody really has issues now with with Baker in the locker room except OBJ did. Um, but I think they have to prove themselves that Baker is legit the quarterback for that team. So. I mean, I mean, if, if, if Dylan's going to give Josh a hard time about choosing the stinking Patriots, we got to give you a hard time with choosing the Browns. The Browns are one of the most well-rounded team. Oh, most, I agree. 
I'm all just saying you, all, all of you guys except me chose them as your division winners. I did um, of the NFC North. Um, come on, Ty. Well, here's why I say this. Here's why I say it. But, but they I, have... I was waiting for Josh to go after you for picking the Colts. Like, you're getting on to me about the the, the freaking Vikings. I agree with who's, the Colts. Who's, who's but... you? Who's you? Josh. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, so not me. Okay, no, so it's not me. I, for agree. Josh. I agree with you. I said I had two teams, Minnesota Colts, and Indy. Those were the, the two Colts, teams. The Colts are four and five. Okay, so one more win the Viking than the Vikings, and they play in a trash division. The, yeah, the Vikings, other, than the, other than the Packers, the trash division in the NFC North. Mm, I don't know about that. Other than Chris's beloved Bears. Dude, I'm so happy they're on bye this week. I, I won't lose a pick out of obligation. <laughs> but <laughs> Dilly, you're you're saying. Okay, you've got the Titans, the Colts, the Jaguars, the Texans. I I think the Bears are better than the Jaguars. And then the Texans yeah. and the Lions. Like, come on, you want to talk about a team better than their record? The Lions are better than 0 and 8. They're they're I probably agree. one in seven. I said this like I said this a couple weeks ago. Maybe two well, and Josh, six. Josh, according to your argument, being a lot better than O and A is pretty easy. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I'm saying a lot better. They're 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 a one or two win team. They still suck. But I don't think they're as bad as the Texans. At least they play hard. And the reason I said, Chris, the reason I said that, you know, Cleveland is because, you know, your beloved Baltimore, as you say, they've got the division pretty much locked up is what you would think. And I think that they still have a run for this. I mean, um, here, here's the thing. I am not ruling the Browns out. Do I think the Browns are going to win? Yes. But do I think it's a runaway? No, that division's super tough. Yeah. So, no, I'm not as – blind to reality um as some people might be i do think it's not a shoe win for the ravens in fact they've had way too many close games and underperforming yes. to teams they shouldn't but they still come out with wins a, a but, team that I'm, I'm not saying is like gonna win the super bowl but i think is better than a lot of us thought was the steelers like they won a lot more games than i thought they would at this point in the season yeah whatever uh eventually big ben's gonna I would say this is this is Big Ben's probably last season. So I'm not saying they're making the playoffs. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying they're playing better than we all thought that they were. Yeah, I'll say that one. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But they're still they're still trash. On that note, Dylan, I'm going to send it over to you, and it's uh, time for Week Ten picks. Yeah. So this this going into this week, Dad, you're still in the lead. You grew your lead. Uh, by two, so you're at, over you have you. a four game four game lead over me, a five game lead over Chris, and a nine game lead over Josh. So Josh is uh, hey Dylan, my Dylan, who won win. the who, who who won this week? Um, uh, you did by one pick. Oh, okay, oh, that's right. right. One yeah, because was, it's the wildest week was, in sports I was fits curious. the wildest picks. The pick with the fits the wildest picker in NFL history. I uh, I was just curious. I don't know why you got to get all aggressive. I was just asking a very <laughs> simple, calm question. All right. Yeah, but you won. Uh, it's a wild so, week because Jacksonville beats Buffalo. Yeah, there's a lot of things that happen. <laughs> where would you um, where would you expect a better Josh Allen to win? Uh, but all right, so I'm going to give my pick and then it's going to go Josh, Chris and dad like normal. Uh, so first game of the week, Thursday night Ravens at the Dolphins. I have the Ravens. 
Ravens. I'm going to assume a, a clean sweep. Ravens, yep. Yeah, Ravens. All right, the next game is the Bills at the Jets. Who knows? Maybe Mike White balls, but I'm taking the Bills. Bills. I can't. I got to choose the Bills. <laughs> I was going to say, you have to choose the Jets, Chris, because you got the bet. This is no. this is for – Look, I already – I said two weeks ago that I was already telling Dylan to come over for some pizza, all right? <laughs> that all right, bet I is got, gone. I got the Bills. <laughs> Uh, all right, we got the the Bucks at the Washington football team. I have the Bucks. Bucks. Chris, is he looking? I think he's looking at the spread. <laughs> Dad, who do you have the Bucks or the the Washington? I got, I got the Bucks. Uh, all right, we'll wait for Chris to get back. Uh, the Falcons at the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys winning this game. I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys, too. Uh, because I made a promise to Chris that I would go on a rant, I can't pick against my team in case they do win. So I will take the Dell. I have I have four wins. I can, I can you know, manage one loss there. Yeah. I'm going to take my Falcons. <laughs> yeah, maybe they can recover an onside kick this year. Who yeah, knows? that works. Hey, hey, it could happen. Uh, the Saints at the Titans. I have the Titans winning this game. Uh, Josh, who do you got? I'm gonna go Titans as well. We got Chris back. Do we want to go back a couple yes. games here? I'll do it quick. What were they? Uh, Cowboy Falcons at the Cowboys. God, I have uh, <laughs> Falcons. I'll take the loss. <laughs> That's, That's what, what I said. said. That's <laughs> what I said. I said I can't. I can't say we're gonna have a rant. And then go against some of my picks. Uh, the the Saints at the Titans. Ooh, Saints. And then you need the that, Bucks against the football team too. Titans, right? Oh yeah, the Bucks oh. at the football team. Bucks, Bucks, right. Bucks. Dad, you yeah. said Titans. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next game is the uh, Jaguars at the Colts. I have the Colts. 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 All right. The next game is the Browns at the Patriots. I have New England. Ooh. Gosh, yeah. I, I think I have to go New England also. But I – oh, yeah. We'll go New England. I kind of want to reserve the right just in case Nick Chubb plays. That's, I feel like Nick I, Chubb Nick – That's Chubb my call. He's not. For me. Nick Chubb's not playing. He has COVID. No, he's he, vaccinated. He gave, he's, he's vaccinated. vaccinated. If he gets two negative tests, he can play. Oh. Sweet. I mean, I have them in fantasy. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've, either way, I'm taking the Patriots. I think this is the cycle with Baker Mayfield. He proved himself. Now he's got to come back down. I, I'm going to go with the right. If Chubb plays, I may change this pick, but I'm going to go with New England. I'm not saying I will change the pick, but I might change the pick if yeah. Chubb plays. I, I got to think about it. Uh, Lions at the Steelers. I have the Steelers. Steelers. Taking the Lions. This is the game, baby. Pittsburgh. Uh, Cardinal or Panthers at Cardinals. I have the Cardinals. 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 This is not a fun week. There's too many chalk games. Uh, char- Vikings at Chargers. Oh, this one uh, I know. Down. I know. I just talked about the Vikings, but I'm taking the Chargers. Chargers. I'm actually taking the Vikings. Uh, I'm going to Chargers. 
I want to pick the Viking or the Chargers because the Viking or the or the Vikings because the Chargers have a terrible run defense, but I'm gonna stick with the Chargers. Uh Eagles at the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos. Broncos. Broncos keep it rolling, baby. Yep. I'm gonna say Broncos. All right. And then the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. I have the Seahawks, but if Aaron Rodgers plays, I still I might switch to the Packers. Yeah, I same thing. Is Russell Wilson playing? Yes. I'm taking Russell Wilson, even if right. Rodgers is playing. I will go with Seattle, but reserve the right in case A-Rod plays. Uh, the Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. I have the Raiders winning this game. I'm going Raiders also. I hate this. I'm, I can't gain I'm any ground Chiefs. when we're picking the same teams. I know. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going Chiefs. Uh, Sunday night. I'm going to go Raiders in Vegas. I'm going to go Raiders. Dang it. Stop picking the uh, same games. Well, make uh, these games harder. Uh, Dylan, Rams... goes, Dylan goes first. It'll be like Lions versus Buccaneers. you be like, guys, why are you following me choosing the Bucs? <laughs> well, no, my dad's made comments all, all year. Like, oh, you're going with that team? I'm going with that team. Just so I can't make up ground. I, I had one pick different. I did have one pick different so far. Uh, the Rams at the 49ers. I have the Rams. 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 Yeah, Rams. I mean, if this is just not a week for you, Dylan. Sorry. No, whatever. You might uh, gain one game on me. If, if Atlanta loses to Dallas, you'll get that, you'll get that one. Yeah. But, okay, so. well, that's it. All right. On that note, guys, uh, as we always say, uh, share us on Facebook. Like, comment. Um, give us some topic ideas, possibly even. And we will talk to you next week.